On today's Dingy Corners, we talk about the great Shoei Otani. But first, we're going to be doing a little exercise comparing two different sluggers. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dingy Corners. to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Socks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we are talking about the great Shohei Otani. How could you not? He's been amazing. Last week, we did not have a podcast, and so I was on my bachelor party, and so I was hoping, I was just hoping that Shohei Otani was still hot this week so that I could talk about him again, and it wouldn't be awkward talking about him a week later. Well, guess what? He is and we get to talk about him today on 7-8-2021. But first, we're going to run through a little exercise where I pit two guys against each other, show you stats, show prices, and I want you to kind of guess who it is. And then at the end, like I said in the, in the entry, we are going to figure out if we can figure out anything about their prices and if we like it or not. So let's jump into this. All right, so we are on 2021 week 14, and I've got a tale of two sluggers. So like I said, two different sluggers, going to give them stats. I want you to try to guess who these guys are, and then we're going to try to figure out if, in fact, we like what's happening with their prices or not. So player A, hitting 234 with a 391 on base, a 491 slugging, and an 881 OPS. In 338 plate appearances, he has 21 home runs, 6 doubles, 107 strikeouts, which leads the league. I won't tell you which league. 66 doubles, I mean walks, which also leads the league. 6 stolen bases to 0 caught stealing. A 141 OPS plus. A 3.2 baseball reference wins above replacement. He plays right field and is a decent at defense, and he is 27 years old. Player B. It's 253 with a 340 on base and a 570 slugging, which is good for a 910 OPS. He had 303 plate appearances this year, 25 home runs to nine doubles, 88 strikeouts to 31 walks, a one stolen base, a one caught stealing, a 153 OPS plus, and 2.2 baseball reference wins above replacement. And he's a left fielder with poor defense, and he is 28 years old. So if you are comparing these guys, player A, is better at getting on base. He has more walks. He's He is better at base running. Um, and, and not just stolen bases, but baseball reference has a stat. I forget what it's called, but it shows you the amount of runs you've gotten on the bases this year compared to the other guy. And one was at one and one was at negative two. So he's a better base runner. He's also the better defender at the more premium position, right field compared to left field. Uh, right field is a significantly harder outfield spot to play than left field, and he is also 27 years old, one year younger. Player B, on the other hand, has a better average, though 253 and 234, they're both not great. And he has a significantly higher slugging percentage, obviously a significantly lower on-base percentage, and a higher OPS. So he is the better hitter. He has more home runs. He has more doubles. He has fewer strikeouts. So he is he is the better hitter out of these two, but the better all-around player is player A. 
So player A, better all around. Player B, better hitter. Player A's Tops Chrome Update, PSA 10, $51. Player B's Tops Chrome PSA 10, $61. These are both the last auction prices for these guys. So this is a $10 difference between these guys. Player B, obviously the better hitter. So, and he's got a $10 upgrade. Player A, the better all around player, $10 less. Now, a couple fun facts, and you probably will now get who these are. Player A currently has 10 home runs in his last 10 games as of this recording, whereas player B had a stretch where he had 16 home runs in 18 days in the past month of June. Now, you probably understand who these guys are after I just said that, but we're going to take a pause here. You should pause your screen and try to come up with who it is without looking anything up. Just test yourself, see if you've been paying attention to baseball um, closely. So pause here and we will keep going. Player A is Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers. So he is the better all around player, the 881 OPS, the six stolen bases, the 66 walks, the good defense in right field, and the 27 years old. Whereas player B is Kyle Schwarber with the 910 OPS, the 153 OPS plus, which is 12 points better than Joey Gallows, the 25 home runs and nine doubles to Gallows 21 and six. So here we are. These are the two guys. So two big hitters here in Joey Gallo and Kyle Schwarber. Now let's look at their prices. So, Joey Gallo, on May 2nd, 2021, a Topps Chrome update. It says refractor. It is not a refractor. Uh, PSA 10 sold for $60. The exact same card, PSA 10, July 1st. Now, this is the last one. I know it's July 8th, but this is the last one. July 1st, $51. So... There is a drop in price. Despite him having an 881 OPS, despite him being a 3.2 win above replacement guy, despite him being 27 years old, yada, 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 coming into his own, hitting bombs, hitting 10 home runs in his last 10 games, prices have dropped on Joey Gallo like $8. You know, after you add in shipping, the shipping is 50 cents more, right? So, or 40 cents more. So, it's dropped a significant margin. Now, on the other hand, you've got Kyle Schwerber here. And this is May 18th, a Topps Chrome Kyle Schwerber refractor. Not just his base, but his refractor, PSA 10. A one-bid sale for $24. Now, clearly $24 was a bit much or maybe around market price for the ones before that. This is just the last one I could find because it only had one bid. Nobody was really wanting it at this price, but one person took it. Now, on July 4th, a Topps Chrome non-refractor PSA 10 sold for $61. So, here's my question here. Player A is the better player. More baseball reference wins above replacement, a slightly worse bat, but a better defender, better on the base pass, younger. Player B, and Kyle Schwerber is injured right now, figured I should mention that, is the better hitter, but not the better on base man, 
which if you're asking me what would you rather have, a 391, 491, or a 345, 70, I think I'm taking the 391, 491. He has slugs enough, but he's on base way, way more, and I would rather have that. Um, and so for me, Joey Gallo is the guy to have. Sure, he's got 30 points less on his OPS, but uh, significantly better all around. The strikeouts notwithstanding, significantly better all around than Kyle Schwarber and younger. And yet we can see here $61 for a Kyle Schwarber PSA 10 and his prices have exploded. $51 for a Joey Gallo and his prices have dropped despite the fact that Joey Gallo is the better player. And I would rather have Joey Gallo on my team than Kyle Schwarber. I'd like them both if I could have them both. But Joey Gallo is the better player. And so it's mind-boggling to me that we can have a guy like Joey Gallo, who has an 881 OPS, who is on pace for like five to six wins above replacement this year, and yet his prices have dropped, whereas Kyle Schwarber, injured right now, is on pace for like four wins above replacement, might not get there. You know, the difference between four wins above replacement and six wins above replacement is drastic. He is the better hitter, but it took a monumental, historic June to get there. And so for me, personally, I don't get this $10 difference. At the very least, they should be priced the same. If Kyle Schwarber is $61, Joey Gallo should be $61. And Joey, if Kyle Schwarber can go up in price, Joey Gallo should be able to go up in price from his stats. And so... It blows my mind. I don't think either of these guys are probably a buy. I think there's better money to be spent elsewhere. But if I was to buy one of these guys, I'm buying Joy Yellow and I'm selling any Kyle Schwarber I have. Sometimes, you know, you don't really know when a guy is in a breakout. So sometimes guys are just hot for a month, hot for a month and a half, and it's a good time to sell. And sometimes guys are hot for like a two-month stretch, and then they go on and are hot again the very next year. Look at Christian Yelich. A lot of people probably sold after his MVP season where he was hot the second half. And if you sold, you didn't get to realize the gains of the next year. And so you never really know when a guy is just having a hot month or when he is breaking out into something more. But if I were to bet, I would bet that Kyle Schwarber, is ju just had a hot month and was not breaking out into something more. And so for that reason, if they, we had to pit these two against each other, buying Joey Gallo, selling Kyle Schwarber. Now on to the main topic of the day, and that is Shohei Otani. And so we've got a couple tweets here. So Otani just made history yesterday. Now these will not show up in his stats that I pulled, but they will show up because Baseball Reference hadn't updated. But... We've got some good stuff here. And history for Otani, Bleacher Reports tweets, uh, he passes Hideki Matsui for the most home runs by a Japanese-born player in a single season. Hideki Matsui was a home run hitter. Back in the day, he was a home run hitter for the Yankees. And yet, his tops in a season was 31 home runs. And Otani just beat that by the All-Star break. 32 home runs by the All-Star break. Secondly, from Matt Birch, 
The Angels' Shohei Otani is the first player in Major League history with 32-plus home runs and 12-plus stolen bases before the All-Star break. Now it's a bit ridiculous to put the plus on there because, well, I mean, it shows that nobody's done more, but he has 32 home runs and he has 12 stolen bases. But just goes to show you that most of the fun facts are about Otani's pitching and hitting com combinations. Here it's about Otani's home runs and stolen base combinations, which it's gotten to the point where Otani has just broken my brain. Everything I've ever learned about baseball is this. You can either hit or you can pitch. It's impossible to do both. It is impossible to do both. Pick one, one or the other. And if you are a slugger, right, um, you're probably not the fastest guy in the world. Some guys are. Alfonso Soriano, 40-40 season, right? Ronald Acuna was on pace for a 40-40 season. Um, Christian Yelich was on pace for a 40-40 season. You know, there are guys um, that will be sluggers and speed, but, uh, you know, not 60 home run guys. You're not getting 60-20 seasons, you know, 60-30 seasons. And Otani is on pace for that. It's It blows my mind. It blows my mind. And then you add in a, a 349 ERA, which is only that high because he had a blow-up seven-run game in two-thirds of an inning the other day. If he doesn't have that, it's significantly lower. He's striking guys out. I mean, he's throwing 100 miles per hour. He shouldn't be able to do it. He should not be able to do it. And yet here we are watching it, and it blows my mind. And so let's look at his stats. Again, he has 32 home runs on the season. This says 31 because the stats were not updated. So he's hitting 276 with the 362 on base, a 692 slugging, which is good for 1,054 OPS. 326 plate appearances, 79 hits, 18 doubles, 4 triples, 31 home runs, 12 stolen bases, 61 runs, to, and 68 RBIs. I only put those on there because it's kind of fun to see that we're going to have this dude, a pitcher, go over 100 runs scored and over 100 RBI and probably over 100 extra base hits um, and over 100 strikeouts pitching. So it's ridiculous. 36 walks, 92 strikeouts and a 3.5 baseball runs above replacement for hitting. Now pitching, 13 games started, 67 innings in those 13 games started, a 3.49 ERA, which is high because of his blow-up seven runs in two-thirds of an inning, 6.2 hits per nine, which is nice, 11.7 Ks per nine, which is really nice, and a 1.9 baseball reference wins above replacement. Those are really, really unbelievable stats. Now, a few things here. No, a 3.49 ERA in 67 innings, 13 games, is not, and a 1.9 uh, baseball reference wins above replacement for pitching. That is not the top pitcher in the league. But that is a very, very good pitcher, but it's not the top pitcher in the league. Likewise, his hitting slash line, 1,054 OPS, 276, 362, 692, 1,054. That's not the top hitter in the league. Right, Flagler Jr. is the top hitter in the league, but it's a top five hitter in the league, if not a top two hitter in the league. And so you've got a top five hitter and probably like a top fifteen pitcher, but combined into one guy, which feels impossible. And so let's look at his 162 game pace here for hitting. He's on pace for 63 home runs. 
eight triples, 36 doubles, 162 total hits, but on pace for 107 of those to be extra base hits. So an extra base machine. You know, 162 hits in a year, not a ton, but 107 extra base hits is unbelievable. He's on pace for 24 stolen bases and seven baseball reference wins above replacement for hitting. He's on 162-game pace for pitching, and he's not going to get to 162 games this year. He's played like 80, 80, 81, and like the Angels 85 or something like that. On pace for 26 games started, 135 innings pitched, 176 strikeouts to 71 walks, and a 3.8 baseball reference wins above replacement for pitching. Now, if you're wondering what his pace was for baseball wins above replacement combined, that is a 10.8 win above replacement season, which is absurd. That's Mike Trout levels for Mike Trout's best year. Now, our little Slab Stocks Pro graph here, you can see this Bowman Chrome uh, number one base PSA 10 rookie here. And this card has exploded along with Otani exploding. April 10th, this thing was under 200 bucks, And then you can follow the line. And it slowly crept up, slowly crept up, slowly crept up. And then recently, it has exploded out of its mind all the way up to $1,400. Now, from $200 to $1,400, is it deserved? If you go talk to Rocky Mountain Baseball Cards, he would say yes. And I tend to agree with him that this card is uh, significantly more interesting to me than his Topps flagship cards, Topps Chrome cards, because he has so many of them. Topps flagship for Series 2 and Update and his rookie debut and his three-game hit streak card and his um, Road to the Show card with Trout in a golf cart, right? He's got his Topps Chrome, his Topps Chrome Update, um, all those cards, Stadium Club, Short Prints, you know, the, the list goes on for Otani with how many cards he has is a little bit easier to just go, okay, I'm going to get the Bowman Chrome number one base PSA 10 and know that I'm getting one of only a few Bowman Chrome cards, right? As opposed to a million Topps flagship and Topps uh, Chrome cards. So it's a little bit easier to do this. Population report is significantly lower than the other cards. And so when you add that all together, you have a card that is pretty valuable. Is it $1,400? Probably not. But is it extremely valuable and should probably be more than the other cards? Yes. And I think people are turning the corner on Bowman. Before it used to just be autos. Now people are getting into non-auto color. And then people are also getting into Bowman Chrome rookie cards, which was never a thing back in the day. And it's pretty cool to see. Um, where does it stop? I don't know if we're going to get to the like Bowman Chrome paper cards or not, if those prices are ever going to go up, but we'll see. It's one of those things that is very interesting to me to watch this progression. $1,400, absurd, but Otani has been amazing. If you have this card, I would probably sell this specific card because it's so expensive and jump into something else of Otani's. Now, that being said, the question is this for me is, you know, do you sell? Because right now, Otani is on pace for 10.8 wins above replacement. The hype is unbelievably high. And so you could get really, really good prices and then probably buy back in the offseason when the hype dies down a little bit. 
That being said, this is a huge risk because he's on pace. If we go back and look at his pace for uh, innings pitched, he's at 135 innings pitched. He'd only played 80 games. I don't. I should have gone and grabbed the pace. Well, let's let's figure it out here. So he's on pace for 660 plate appearances on the year. So 660 is probably the tops you can expect him to get in a year for plate appearances. But that being said, unless they move him up the order, 135 innings, he could get, you know, if they give him a full workload, 31 to 33 starts in a year. And he could probably get up to 175 to 200 innings in a year. So if you're going to add another 40 to 60 innings onto this pace, you know, his baseball reference wins above replacement for pitching could go up another, you know, two wins above replacement, and he could potentially get to a 13 win above replacement year. Um, if he keeps this up, 200 plus strikeouts, you know, the whole nine yards, if he's hitting 100 some extra base hits and also striking out 230 guys in a season while having a decent 3-4 ERA in 200 innings, you're looking at a guy who's going to be a 13 win above replacement guy if he keeps this up, if he stays healthy. And so, you know, 10.8 is really nice. He hits into the 13-14 win above replacement range, which he could do. It is not out of the realm of possibility that he could do. And all of a sudden, you may regret ever selling any Shoei Otani card ever. So there is a fine line right now between taking your money for Otani because the hype is at an all-time high and also looking towards the future and saying to yourself, this is a possibility. There's no possibility for like somebody like Mike Trout to get 13 wins above replacement, 14 wins above replacement. Possibility for him to get 10 again, but not that much. And there's almost no possibility for any other guy, Flagger or Junior, Fernando Tatis, any of those guys. They're, they're either not good at defense um, or they just don't, you know, they're not, or they're not pitchers, right, like Otani. And so it's one of those things where it's just not possible for some of these guys to get that high. The only guy it's possible for is Otani. And so there is a fine line between selling now because of hype and holding because he is as hot as hot can be and he could be a 13 to 14 win above replacement guy. There is a possibility. There is a path for that. And so for me, it depends on what it is. If it's a Bowman Chrome rookie base PSA 10, I'd probably sell that. If it is a Topps Update rookie PSA 10 or a Top Series 2 up uh, rookie PS, PSA 10, I'm probably selling that. If it is color of this card, if it is color of Topps Flagship, if it is color of Topps Chrome, I would hold on to that. And so I would sell these base and buy color because that way you have the more premium card and you protect yourself if something does happen where he goes down in price. You still have a premium card. Whereas if you have base, the first thing to go is going to be something like this. And so Otani, incredible talent, really hard to figure out what to do. But for me, I'll say it again, these base prices are astronomical. I'm selling those. I'm buying into something more rare and calling it a day. And then watching his career with super close attention because there is a potential him to be a 13 to 14 win above replacement player and we will probably never see that again and so it's super exciting 
And I'm just, I cannot wait for the future for him. Not because of card prices even, just because he breaks my brain and he's so fun for baseball. So enjoy Otani while we have him. Enjoy Joey Gallo and Kyle Schwarber while they're hot. And uh, let's enjoy the second half of the season here. I'll talk to you guys again next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Dinging Corners today.